0: Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable.
1: This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 1225, Tracking My Savings Rate As a Young Kid by Joel of 5amjoel.com. And hi again, I'm your host and narrator of the show. My name is Dan and I'm here every single day reading to you from some of the best personal finance blogs on the planet. And if you have any topic requests for us, something you'd like to hear me read about in a future show, please visit oldpodcast.com and share those ideas with us. And I'm going to keep this Friday intro nice and short for you today, so let's get right to it as we start optimizing your life. Tracking my savings rate as a young kid by Joel of 5amjoel.com I think about my savings rate in a different way than most people. It's because of my mom. When I was a young kid, my mom paid me and my siblings to do chores around the house. Pretty standard chores like doing the family laundry, vacuuming, mopping, dishes, yard work, etc. For each job, mom would pay me 5 cents. Pretty rough. I'd have to bust each day before and after school and all weekend just to earn maybe a dollar for the week. My friends, on the other hand, had a completely different story. Their parents would give them a pre-negotiated weekly allowance for doing one or two simple things, such as keeping their bedroom tidy or doing their homework. Easy stuff, stuff you had to do anyway. Their allowance was like $5 or sometimes $10 per week. How unfair. My friends were getting 10 times the money I got, yet I would work 10 times harder than them. But the biggest difference wasn't how much we got paid, it was how we got paid. Savings rate 101. My mom had a very strict and non-negotiable method when it came to payday. She taught me a formula that has stuck with me until this very day. It's very simple, 10% charity, 45% savings, 45% spending. My mom made me keep a detailed ledger of every cent that I earned. We used a small ruled notebook with three columns to track everything. With a total earnings of a dollar, I would add 10 cents to the charity column, 45 cents to the savings column, and 45 cents to the spending column. After writing it all down, my mom would physically hand me 45 cents for spending and I would run down to the corner shop and buy a small bag of candy. It's important to note, I never saw the charity or savings money with my own eyes. They were just numbers in a book, untouchable figures that slowly accumulated over time. Every now and then, my mom and I would subtract a few dollars from the charity bucket and donate to the church, a fundraiser, or give to family or friends in less fortunate situations. Practice makes perfect. As I grew older, the jobs got harder, and my pay increased slightly. In my early teens, I started my first business. Mom taught me and my siblings how to bake chocolate cakes, and we got an idea to sell them around the neighborhood. Mum charged us for the ingredients, like flour, sugar, cocoa, and even electricity for the oven. We would bake a whole chocolate cake for the cost of maybe $1.50 and be able to sell it for like $8. Four large pieces for $2 each. After a long weekend, we could earn up to $20 each, and we would always sit down with Mum to calculate the payout. 10-45-45. Every time, without fail. After our neighborhood got sick of buying my cakes, I went around door knocking and offering to do yard work for $2 an hour. Most people just shut the door on my face, but some people must have felt sorry for me and put me to work. I had a small paper route one summer and a few other quick gigs until one day, at age 14, I landed my dream job at McDonald's, which is a story for another time. This savings rate continued through high school. Throughout high school, I always had more money than my friends. Even though I was only spending 45% of my earnings, I was going to the movies a lot, buying my own clothes and sports gear, and paying for gas whenever we drove somewhere. Apart from food at home, my parents barely paid for any of my activities or expenses. Actually, my mom always paid for train tickets to get me to and from high school. Everything else, I had to buy for myself. Everything came from my spending account. Savings were never touched. Charity was always given away. Savings really means investments. My mom always told me the savings bucket could never be spent, ever. I just grew up thinking it was money that was simply not mine. At one point, I believed that all adults had a large savings account, and the older the person was, the bigger your balance was. Oh, how I was so wrong. Today, over half of all Americans don't have any savings at all. None. Zilch. Nothing for retirement at all. But then, one day, my parents let me spend my savings. All of it. When I was in my last year at high school, my savings account had about a $7,000 balance. I was 17 years old, and all of my friends were buying cars, most with money gifted from their parents. I begged my mom to let me buy a car with my savings money, but she refused. If you don't know by now, cars are an absolute money suck. I was smart enough to work out that I would never be able to save enough money for retirement. I had to get my savings to start growing and earning money by itself. That's when I started looking at my savings account as an investment account. My parents and I bought our first real estate investment property. Quote, saving is a disease, Daniel Higgins. Savings is really a disease. Whenever I compared stories with kids at school, they had no idea what a savings account actually was. Most had no idea what tithe was. Some couldn't even calculate 45% of any given number, let alone their savings rate. Money apparently grew on trees for these kids, like a renewable resource. Later, I realized that even though some people save money, they have no idea what to do with it. They had never done the math around how long it will take to save up X money for retirement. Hence, my friends and I grew further and further apart financially. Technically, I'm a millennial, and you can see the current financial landscape of kids I grew up with in a link in this post. Ouch! So, what is the ideal savings rate? Back in the day, most people would just answer this by saying, save 10%, just save 10% of everything you make and magically you will accumulate enough money to live a rich and happy life. But I disagree. Today, I would answer this question by saying, earn as much as you can, spend as little as you can without destroying your happiness, learn how to invest the rest, and don't save anything. You just listened to the post titled Tracking My Savings Rate as a Young Kid by Joel of 5amjoel.com.
0: It goes without saying that a lot of people don't know where to start when it comes to investing. Many think you need a lot of money to invest. Some put off investing because it doesn't seem urgent. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just your spare change. Acorns recommends an expert-built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. And I love Acorns because I feel that this type of automation is exactly the boost needed for the many people who like the idea of investing, but haven't felt ready to begin for whatever reason. So head to acorns.com OFD or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Paid non-client endorsement may not be representative of all clients Learn how at usps.com/advantage. USPS Ground Advantage. Simple, affordable, reliable. And just to tell
1: you a little bit about Joel, who's a newer author for our shows, he considers himself average in just about every way, but has the nickname of 5am Joel because he chooses to wake up at that time every single day to make better use of his time. He's also on a mission to learn to make better use of his money and he shares that on his blog, 5amjoel.com. He's also recently taken over Budgets Are Sexy, which is Jay Money's blog, and you've heard me read a lot from that here over the years. And in fact, I'll be featuring a post from that site tomorrow. But that should do it for today and another episode of Optimal Finance Daily. I thank you so much for your support and for listening every day. It's all thanks to you and our authors for helping us get here. So have a great start to your weekend, and I'll be back with you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.